Hi guys and thank you for joining me again today on the Thames Teaching Tips podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about the easiest mistakes to make as a teacher that we've all made, whether you're a new teacher, you're still training, or we've been teaching for years, we've all made these mistakes at some point in our career. And the first one that I'm going to be talking about is something that I've mentioned in my previous episodes where I've talked about how to deal with behaviour problems that happen, how to prevent behaviour problems from happening in the first place. And it's all about being clear and consistent with your rules and routines and expectations. Not doing this is the easiest mistakes that teachers make. And we're only human, we are. There are times when we're feeling rough, we're feeling ill, we're just feeling lethargic and tired, or we just want an easy life. <laughs> so we let the students get away with certain things. Um, but that's something that we shouldn't be doing because these easy mistakes can actually impact our future lessons. It can affect our classroom management and therefore lead to more disruptive behaviours in our lessons. So we have to set these rules and routines and expectations from the get-go, from the start of the academic year. If they're not working, let's say we're now four weeks in and you haven't been clear and consistent in your rules and routines and expectations, that's fine, you can start again. From tomorrow, from today, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this episode, from the morning, start again. Instill those rules, routines and expectations with your students. Like I've said before, I line my students up outside the classroom in alphabetical order I make sure they're quiet, they come in quietly as I check their uniform, I check they put their phones away and their earpods, earphones away as they enter the classroom. And learning them in alphabetical order is a really good thing to do, especially if it's your tutor group, because you're preparing them for the fire drill, potential fire drill that could happen. So know where to line up what order when they go out to the field or tennis courts, wherever you line up for your fire drill. So instill these rules and expectations. Have high expectations from your, for your, of your students from the get-go because otherwise their books are going to look a mess. They're not gonna care about them. They'll be scribbling everywhere, drawing, doodling, not underlining things, not putting dates on things. Have high expectations. Make sure you say to your students, you haven't underlined it, so underline it please, or put the date. Now what I used to do um, before with my students, I used, when I check their book and mark their books, I'd circle where they haven't put, or I'd put an asterisk where they haven't underlined, dated things, and at the start of the lesson, sometimes just after the starter or just before the starter, um, depending on what I'm doing, I'd actually say to them, right, go through your book and underline where you haven't underlined. Put a date in where you're missing a date. They have to obviously have a look at their partner's date as well, a book, so they can see what date they're missing or ask me. Um, but I made sure they did that. I made sure they went through and they made, I made sure that they took care of their books and they cared about the work and the quality of the work that they're producing because that's going to help them a lot more later on in life when it comes to working for their own careers and their own jobs and making sure that whatever they do is to the highest quality. Because if you achieve, if you aim for the highest quality, you're only ever going to get good. The minimum you're going to get is good. You'll still get high quality, of course, but the minimum you'll get is good. So get your students to do that. Have those high expectations and rules and routines from the get-go. Not being consistent is another big mistake that we do make as teachers. Again, because we're tired, we're lethargic, um, and it's come to the term, and we sometimes just think, you know what, I can't bother. I don't want to have. To, I want an easy life. Um, but we have to be fair and consistent because kids will pick up on it quickly, straight away. They will notice when you're not being fair and consistent and they will use that against you in future lessons and go, well, so-and-so didn't, so why should I? And I've had that so many times, especially with Peekit. Well, so-and-so didn't bring their shoes, so why should I? Did you, give, you didn't give so-and-so attention and I didn't, they're right, because I, I was too laid back and nice as the first few years of my teaching career. I was like, okay, fine, next time I'd, I'd give a warning and I learned really quickly that was the wrong thing to do <laughs> because other students picked up on that straight away and went, well, so-and-so didn't. 
So you've, we've really got to be careful when it comes to being consistent in applying our behavior management, classroom management strategies in our lessons. You've got to do it fairly and consistently um, because kids get frustrated and they will use that against you. Not getting to know your students. Again, this is something that is an easy mistake to make because we're so stressed and overwhelmed with planning our lessons, marking our lessons, marking our class books, producing the resources for our lessons, having everything organized and planned that we forget to do this. It's such a simple thing to do. Get to know your students. Ask them about their interests, their likes and dislikes, because you can incorporate these into your lessons when you're teaching your students. I've done this so many times with my year 12 and 13 sport classes. I've had a class for the footballers <laughs> and I've had one student who was a hockey player, but everything I did in my lesson, I linked to their sports and I talked about issues in their sport and I talked about things in their sport, whether it's football or hockey or basketball, it didn't matter. I even had a, a rollerblader once in my lesson, but everything I did, I linked to their sport because it made it easier for them to access the content and it showed them that I cared. I cared enough to know what they liked and to make it more relevant to them in my lessons. So get to know your students. It's not just about their interests and likes and dislikes, it's also about getting to know what works best for them. Because again, that's gonna help you in the long run when it comes to your behavior management, your classroom management. So I had a year 13 student a couple of years ago who was very anxious about people standing behind them or sitting behind them. They didn't like it, they didn't want anyone behind them, they just felt anxious. And we've all had that. I mean, even I don't like someone standing up behind me while I'm trying to do my work. Um, so I sat them right back of the classroom with the wall behind them. And they were so much more comfortable in my lessons as a result of that. And they were focused, they did really well as a result because I took what worked for them into consideration. So it's really important to know your students in terms of their likes and dislikes, but also in terms of what strategies work best for them so that they can be better supported in your lessons. Not differentiating instruction. Again, this is something that we can miss in our lessons because we're just so fast paced, we want to get through the content and we're not really targeting it right at certain students targeting to the right level and then the students are struggling, missing out on content and therefore also causing disruptions um, in your lessons as a result of that. So make sure you differentiate your content. It's all about adaptive teaching. Scaffold your lesson. So scaffold and support the students that are struggling in your lessons. Provide them with more guidance in your lessons, whether it's sentence starters or give them example work to look at and to work from. Provide them extra questioning support, break down your questions and make it easier for them. Because by doing this, by differentiating your instruction, adapted, teaching adaptively, doing adaptive teaching, you're gonna support your students, gonna allow them to access content a lot more in your lessons and therefore are less likely to disrupt your lessons as a result. Now I used to have, um, I used to print out my PowerPoint slides actually and I used to give them to the more able to just work through in the lesson because they were getting ahead of me. And I'd take my time with those that were struggling in lessons. I'd give them a breakdown of the content. I'd give them sentence starters and even word banks to help them formulate their sentences and create their paragraphs for me. So make sure you're, you're differentiating in some way with your students. Of course, we don't want to create resource after resource after resource, differentiated resources, because that's not what adaptive teaching is about but scaffold in some way and support your students in some way to help them access the content in your lessons. Not taking care of yourself as a teacher. That is the biggest mistake that even I still make to this day because we put 
our career first and of course we do but it's not about constantly planning and marking and worrying about what's going to happen at school certain kids that we need to work with and deal with it's just it overwhelms you it takes over your life you have to have some point in the day where you just stop and forget about teaching forget about your work you've got to put yourself first whether it's in the evenings we spend a couple of hours in the evening watching a film or having dinner with a friend or going to the gym or going for a run whatever it is reading the book you've got to spend time for yourself and with your family and um, because if you don't take care of yourself then you can't get the you can't give the best version of you to your students so you've got to put yourself first and you've got to do it regularly to help you manage your stress and prevent burnout because a lot of teachers can suffer from that quite early on in their career now if this is something that you're getting a lot of value from this is actually helping you and supporting you then please share the podcast follow and leave me a review and in the review let me know anything any topics that you are struggling with anything that you need help with any questions that you'd like me to answer in future lessons for you future episodes even talking like a teacher don't overcomplicate your lesson now biggest tip biggest piece of advice i was given as a pgc student in my first um my first block of training in a school basically my first placement was he said to me kiss i said what's kiss mean he went keep it simple stupid <laughs> and he said to me just keep all your lessons simple don't overcomplicate it and make things difficult for yourself and complicated for your students because you'll lose track of what you're doing they won't have a clue what you're talking about and that's going to lead to behavior problems you're not going to get any progress if someone walks and observes your lessons it's going to be terrible so he said just keep it simple stupid do everything simple have easy transition activities from one thing to the next you don't need to over complicate and over pack your lesson he said to me and I thought I was a bit insulted to begin with, but I thought, you know what? Now that, that makes perfect sense. Absolute perfect sense. So ever since then, every time I plan my lessons, I remember what you said. I remember kiss, keep it simple. Another mistake that we make as teachers, and it's an easy, easy mistake to make because life can be overwhelming. There's so much going on. You may have family, um, you may have other things outside school you might be doing, whether it's some sort of concert, band, maybe you're an actor, maybe you play sports, it doesn't matter, you've got other stuff going on. It's not planning ahead. It's very easy for us to leave things to the last minute and I still do it to this day. <laughs> I'm, it was the start of the sum, it was the start of the um, academic year in September this year when literally a few days before school I thought, oh my gosh, I better sit down and plan some lessons. And I had, I had a whole week and I just sat and I just worked and that was terrible. That's not good for my own well-being um, and it's not planning ahead so make sure you plan ahead so now I try and I now try and plan a whole week's worth of lessons ahead and it makes my life easier because I can print resources the day before so it's ready for the morning rather than coming in stressing trying to get everything printed and ready for that day so make sure you plan ahead not being prepared for what could go wrong <laughs> now I've had I've heard stories of teachers being observed in a lesson so in, well this was a business studies lesson but it can have an IT it can have any lesson in a lesson where the lesson was planned on the computer everything was on the computer kids had Chromebooks they accessed it through Google Classroom lesson started <laughs> internet went out <laughs> no one could access anything so please 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 make sure you prepare for the worst because anything can happen yeah okay it could increase your work it could increase your workload slightly because you're planning for you know making a plan b as well as a plan a 
but try and plan your lessons so that yes they they do on the computer but is there a way that if there's no internet connection they'll have to continue on paper so for example yeah i've uploaded resources on the google classroom but i've also printed them one between two just to make sure and that's not a waste of paper because i there are students that prefer that and wanted a printed copy and in my functional skills maths lessons i used to upload the papers exam questions um practice papers online for my students to do in their books but i knew that there were some students that didn't like that they just couldn't they didn't like having to look on there and then do it in their book they wanted to do it on the paper so for them i printed it off so that they can have it so plan for the worst because anything can happen in teaching absolutely anything another mistake for teachers um probably more early on than later on in your teaching career is not being flexible we have to be flexible we have to adapt to any given situation in a lesson you have to adjust your plans as you go because there's no point flogging a dead horse there's no point if there's a task that you're delivering in a lesson and the kids just are not getting it it just isn't working for them there is no point continuing with that task for the whole lesson just trying to get them to understand it there's no point okay we have to adapt it change it break it down or just alter it completely completely change it because otherwise it won't work another thing is where you may not have resources available for you you're gonna to have to completely adapt and change it again i went out to <laughs> i went out to a rugby lesson once teaching rugby i think it was year eight girls rugby lesson year eight girls went out had my bibs got there no balls no rugby balls no one picked up the bag i left it outside i forgot to ask a student to pick it up we went out there no rugby balls so rather than wasting time having to send student back in although the gate was locked so i had to worry about trying to get them to unlock the gate which was a safeguarding concern i couldn't get another teacher to unlock it and go and get the balls for me and waste all that time in my lesson trying to get back to get the balls or take the whole class back to get a bag full of rugby balls didn't do that i just went you know what okay whatever let's do this so I did a whole lesson on agility, movement, reaction time, getting away from people, played cats and mouse with bibs. So you have to adapt on the spot. And actually it was a much better lesson for them. They had so much fun because they didn't need a rugby ball really. We were looking at changing direction and agility and getting around people, which is important anyway. It's a transferable skill across many sports. So don't be afraid to adapt on the spot and change things as and when you need to. Because if you're walk, if SLT walk in and they're observing a lesson, something's not working, you're still trying to plug it away and still trying to do it, it's not going to look good on you at all. It's better to change and adapt and alter it. And that's something that you will learn in your experience. That's something you will pick up from other teachers as you observe them throughout your teaching career. I still observe teachers to this day. You have to. We're all growing and developing. CPD is continual. It's a continual process. And finally, another big mistake that a lot of us teachers make is not asking for help again this is something that <laughs> i wasn't very good at at all i would just suffer in silence be overwhelmed and then sort of break down because <laughs> i'm like i've had enough so please 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 ask for help now i'm much better at doing that if something's overwhelming me i make sure i let my slt know i tell them look i'm struggling with this um because a problem heart a problem shared is a problem heart it's true share the problem with somebody share it with your mentor share it with your head of department share it with a colleague share it with slt see your head have a conversation with the head because it, it doesn't make you look weak at all it's actually a strength that you're asking for help because you're asking for support to improve and get better so please don't be afraid to ask for help because it'll help you prevent you from being burnt out and stressed out 
in your teaching career. Music